Hello and welcome to episode one of series two of my podcast, Drama School Dropout, which is charting at number 65 in the Performing Arts Podcast charts. So thank you so much to everyone who made that happen. And we are back for series two. We've got new branding and a brand new theme tune. So without further ado, here is series two of Drama School Dropout, with a new theme tune performed by one of my dear friends, Anna Davidson. Drama school dropout, no graduation day for you. Drama school dropout, thought your whole course, now try something new. Drama school Hello and welcome to another episode of Drama School Dropout. My name is Ingram Noble and as per usual, I am your Drama School Dropout. And on today's podcast, on episode one of series two, I have my former classmate and stage wifey, Annie Scobie. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good, good. Getting on. Um, Happy New Year. Happy New Lockdown. All that jazz. Happy New Year, and yes, we're here once again. <laughs> yes, so this is episode one of series two. Um, I can't believe I've actually stuck at it now for, it should be 10 weeks, but it's actually 11, <laughs> because there was one week that we um, I had no episode on the podcast, and that was because um, my mic is shite. So that week that we missed, um, you were actually meant to be on that week. Yes, I was. So we've <laughs> already recorded again. a full episode of a podcast. Yeah. Um, and the audio was shite. So now we're here, we've got better mics, and we're ready to get right back into it. We so, sure are indeed. Yeah. Let's just jump right into it. You grew up in London. So, like, how did you get into acting? Um. So from a young age... I was always quite the performer. I always did like performances in front of my family. And um, my mum signed me up to go to like a kind of acting uh, school on a Sunday. Yeah, she was was, like, I'm uh, sick of seeing this shit in my living room. Yeah, she was like, I want someone to watch you instead of me. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so I went to, it was called Dream Arts. And I went there from, I think I was maybe like six till about, 13 uh, and then I also went to a performing arts school in London oh she fancy uh, yeah she's fancy and I worked with uh, the Royal Academy of Music as well oh so fancy. throughout throughout living in London uh yeah I was a part of like theatre companies I worked for the Lost Theatre Company when I think I was maybe nine years old I got casted to play a babe in Babes in the Wood, and that was through Dream Arts. So, like, companies would come and watch us perform, and they would, like, scout us and stuff like that. So I was a part of quite a few productions. So, like, what was your first role? My first role? Oh, goodness. First time you were ever on stage, what were you doing? Probably, well, it was through Dream Arts, so... I did loads of different things. We kind of did like monologues and things, but my first proper role was in Babes in the Wood and I played a babe. Love that. So um, (laughs) like then your family just, how did you end up in Glasgow, the West End of Glasgow? 
Oh, the West End. <laughs> yeah, she, she's posh. She's not like me. She's slumming it over in the East End. Uh, well, uh, all my family are originally from Scotland, so there was always kind of talks of moving back. But my mum uh, and my stepdad basically uh, got together and she ended up getting pregnant with my brother and he got, so my stepdad got offered a job up in Glasgow so he took it and we just made the move back up. Okay. So then after all that happens, you're in secondary school in Scotland. Uh, mm -hmm. When was the point that you were sort of sat down? Because we met in college. When was the point yeah. that you were like, oh, I'm going to take action further and like, I'm actually going to do it like after school and it's not just going to be uh, an hour a week in drama? Yeah, I think uh, drama's always just been my passion. It's been a subject that I was really good at that just came naturally to me. I kind of understood it. Whereas in most other subjects, I had to try really hard to kind of get a grasp of it. Yeah. Uh, whereas drama just came quite naturally. So I thought I wanted to, I enjoy She's a student it well. of the dramatic arts. Uh, drama queen indeed. <laughs> yes, yes, yes you are. Um, <laughs> So then sort of going into college, um, one of the first things that we ever sort of did together was A Taste of Honey by Sheila Delaney. Mm. <laughs> um, and it was actually quite a coincidence that we happened to be put together because originally we were paired with the same scene, just with different people. Um, yeah. And we didn't really like our partners. Um, <laughs> let's just put it that way. Um, so the one day they were both off and we were working on it and we sort of took our moment to go to the lecturer and be like so x and y are off um and we're doing really well with this scene so Could can we, we just, just like, like do it together <laughs> yeah i sort of remember it and the funny thing is we were like we're doing really well with this scene i never yeah. learned a single fucking word of it <laughs> and i don't think i think i maybe learned like a page <laughs> oh i i fucking hated that like no offense sheila delaney but your play wasn't for me <laughs> so then yeah. we're in sort of college and we get into third year and annie gets a boyfriend mm, yeah so what's it like mm. getting a boyfriend when you're you're in college and you're doing acting and then you get cast in a show where you've got to potentially kiss someone and so what's that like having to explain it to somebody who's not involved in theatre and do maybe doesn't understand that literally you kissing this boy is just a job? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it really just depends on the kind of relationship that you're in and the person you're with. Because personally for me, I don't think I would go out with someone that would ever find something like that an issue. Yeah. So when it came about, obviously we had a little laugh and a joke about it, but it was never, ever, it never came up as a serious thing. And also we did, it was just funny. And like, I think my friends made it more funny than like it should have been. Uh, but I mean, we laughed and joked and obviously like during rehearsals, uh, photos were taken of the production and there are photos of me like full on kissing. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks a bit dodgy, but it was always funny. And like I would send him the photo and we just had a laugh about it. Like it was never, ever seen as anything serious because obviously you're acting. It isn't yeah. real. Uh -huh. So we'll talk a bit more about the shows that we did. So um 
me and you are sort of on the same page with our first show, DNA by Dennis Kelly, oh, and a meaning on the f- same page. We both fucking hated it. Yes. Um, so I played Mark and you played Danny, who we um, who was originally male, <laughs> and we just took that NY off the <laughs> end and put an I and made it female. <laughs> oh goodness! Honestly, I'm dying to be a dentist. <laughs> di- dying, honestly. So we won't spend too much time talking about that. But w- was there anything that you learned from that production? Because I know for me, sort of that one day in the theatre really set me up for the next year because I knew my way around the space we were working in I knew what was expected of us like within the theater did you learn anything like serious I learned that I had to put my foot up my ass and actually try harder yeah because that obviously the theater space I like got grasped it that was really fun it was great to see like the space that we were gonna be working in for the next few years and it just made me upset that I was a character that I just really couldn't uh, I don't know really couldn't explore because it was quite a small part and it was my own fault so it made me really be like wow I really want to do well and I want to be a part of a production in this amazing space and then and feel proud and then next year you did that because we did Stone and Mary by Debbie Tucker Green that you were in and you were playing one of the Eagles honestly such a fantastic performance if if the show's ever coming to like somewhere near you at home please go and see it because it is great (laughs) um but you were also hella ill during that run oh my god yeah I had a tonsillitis so like last year you got a part that you weren't really like attracted to that's the best wording that I can come up with at the moment and then this year you've done all the rehearsals and you've got such a great part but then Uh you're you're ill what's going through your head oh it was just really hard but I loved the part and I loved the play and you know when you're really excited it kind of takes it away like it was really hard and also I was on a course of penicillin throughout the whole production and by the end so on the last show night I was obviously exhausted we'd been in rehearsal like in rehearsals the whole week and then straight you go home and then you're back in fast thing in the morning so I'd finished the course of antibiotics on the Friday and then on the Saturday I woke up and it my tonsils were inflamed and I had to go uh to out of hours to get a new course because obviously I wasn't resting well we couldn't Uh, rest no we couldn't rest so I wasn't resting and basically the doctors were just saying like obviously when you're not giving your body a rest uh, you're not taking the antibiotics at the exact right timings but do you know what like it was completely worth it I mean, it's difficult, but that's what you've got to do. Yeah. Can I also say that, like, even though you're in a lot of pain, I'm really happy that you were ill during that time because it spawned (laughs) my favorite video of all time. Oh, no. And this is an audio podcast. So, obviously, like, I would put it on if we were a video. (laughs) But what I will say for all of the lovely viewers and listeners, um, that the day that this goes up, I will put the video on my Instagram story. (laughs) Please 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 go and watch it it is the funniest thing annie's we're at the smoking shelter and annie's basically tossing back mouthwash and gaviscon like it's a shot of vodka (laughs) favorite video i have ever taken in my entire life 
But now, um, I've got a question that I want to ask you. Okay. okay. So I mm-hmm. didn't tell you about this question because I want an honest reaction. Oh, goodness. So which of the following did you prefer doing? A, walking around the space, keeping an equal distance from each other. <laughs> B, pretending to be a kitchen appliance for an hour. Or C, reading children's books for three weeks. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so which one? I, I, I think it has to be children books for three weeks because the other two were my passion of hatred. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we drama students out here predicting social distancing, walking around the room for half an hour, keeping an equal oh, distance. You know, at least uh, at least reading the children books only lasted three weeks. Oh, the honestly, other two like were I every, understand every Monday morning. <laughs> oh, I understand why we read the children's books, and it, it was quite helpful. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't want to do it for three fucking weeks. Oh my gosh, I preferred it much more to uh, being a spoon and walking like a spoon. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was um, I was a hand mixer, so. Oh, you I, were fancy. I, I, I actually I, think I was a kettle at one point as well. <laughs> Just walking around whistling. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. Bending over to pour. Yeah. <laughs> so then when we're in third year so our final year um which we've just come fresh off of shakespeare uh in which you were were you helena or which one of were you in midsummer night's dream i was harmia oh i'm so good at doing my research um so what I'm was like that like worried now was i harmia i think i was <laughs> hopefully um so, so what was that like um because obviously we sort of dabbled in shakespeare in college with a few monologues and things like that but yeah. especially, like, you had just bagged a main fucking role in A Midsummer Night's <laughs> Dream. Did you shit yourself? I shat myself, but I, I absolutely, honestly, I loved Shakespeare. Like, I honestly had so much fun with it. Once you kind of got through the first hurdle of kind of trying to understand the language and how, how to speak it, uh, it, honestly, I just absolutely loved it. And I loved my character. I, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Shakespeare. I, think I thought the, it was my favourite. I think the really good thing about our Shakespeare as well was that there was only one hurdle to sort of crash through because, because I say crash through because we did, mm-hmm. we didn't jump them. Um, obviously, we were reciting the plays. Well, not reciting. Like, we were saying the plays within, like, Shakespearean English and all of that jazz. But we yeah. they were set in modern settings. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like we had to change our whole physicality as well. Yeah, yeah, I loved how we did the productions like that. So Midsummer Night's Dream was set in a pub. Like I yeah. I just it was hilarious and obviously Macbeth was in a brothel. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a strip club brothel. Yeah. Because you were also uh-huh. in Macbeth, double parting it up because of the talent. Oh, I I had that one line. <laughs> I walked on stage and got uh, I got murdered. did I get stabbed? Yeah, I got yeah. stabbed. Stabbed by Russell Kennedy. Shout out to Russell. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so like Shakespeare, that was so good. So like we're on such a high because everyone done such a good job. And we come out of Shakespeare and three weeks later, we get told we're doing scenes from the big picture by Owen McCafferty. And you were playing, what was her fucking name? Connie? Connie, yeah. Um, And there was like, when we first read that, there's a scene sort of where she gets her boobs out and shows off. 
So yeah. I, I think those conversations were done in private, but how did that sort of go, like, when you were asked if you'd get your tits so, out on stage? Yeah, so with scenes uh, from Big Picture, I remember, so we'd, like, discussed that that was the play we were doing, and then our lecturer had mentioned that there was that part that had to flash, and she asked for a raise of hands of who would be comfortable doing that. And I think I was the only person in the class or one of the only people that didn't put my hand up because I was like, oh, no. Yeah, I'm not getting my tits out on stage. I get casted. I get bloody casted. Well, I mean, she was like a little junky, like trampy person. So it really was typecasting. (laughs) It was typecasting. Don't be cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, obviously, when we had the uh, when we had like the discussions in private with the lecturers, like the lecturers both explained to me why they thought I'd be perfect for the role. Because you know, you're a trampy little cunt. Into- <laughs> They went into obviously all the years that they'd watched me perform, and they thought that I'd be really able to mask this character honestly that's that must have been like a massive compliment as well because in the beginning uh, after dna that shite show um you really got cut from college because they were like oh she's not doing her shit yeah i was very i was in a bad place uh in my first year of college i didn't care for it uh it was kind of the worst time for me to be accepted to college because i'd applied when i was in a better mental state So then when I actually got in, I wasn't, I just, I didn't have the time for it, basically, and I didn't have the passion for it. But also, we were like, what, 18, 19, we're in the middle of sort of like, living our best lives. Yeah, I was 19 turning 20, so I'd had a few years out of school. It was just circumstantial, it was just the worst time for me to start studying again. Yeah. Uh, But then I, I did it. I wanted it. Once so sitting down it, with it was... the lecturers and like yeah. being told that like you're getting this really, really good part because you've earned it and that you would mm-hmm. be good at it. That must have been like, oh, thank fuck I didn't get cut. Like that yeah. must have been like a massive weight off your shoulders to be like, I'm good at this. Yeah, it, it was a good feeling. I think also as well, you just become proud because like I did work really hard throughout the whole of second and third year yeah of college like I worked my ass off so because I know that I didn't put the most work in throughout like our last couple of years at college but like Mm. when you get rewarded and we're not going to spend all day talking about Macbeth because that's all we've spoke about on this podcast Um, and it's getting it's getting slightly repetitive now but when you get cast (laughs) in such a good role and because you've earned it like it feels so good yeah, it definitely does. And I think you did earn Macbeth. But then you go into like other shows and you don't get chances to audition and you get shit parts and you spend the rest of yeah. the show hating yourself. <laughs> no, but I think as well, it's like everyone equally got their fair share of good roles in college, you know. Uh, and I don't think yeah. it would have been fair. I don't think it would have been fair if the same people constantly got the bigger roles because everyone had such a different personality and a different acting technique, you know? So I think everyone Honestly, was right. I, I do agree. I do agree. The one thing yeah. that I disagree with, 
and like love to the lecturers like I love them mm-hmm. and they probably would agree with me on this point but they had to like give people enough parts to get roles and be assessed but there were some people who didn't put enough work in that got decent parts yeah that's very true because I know I'm saying I didn't do a lot of work like when it came to shows that was my like life and soul it was more like the fucking essays that I hated doing yeah but in in reply to the people who got roles that maybe didn't put in as much of the effort that is just a complete symbolism of what the industry is like if someone walks in to an audition who is exactly what the director is yeah envisioning as the character they could be shit and not have learned half a monologue right and then someone who's so passionate could walk in the door they're gonna pick the person who they think fits the character's looks and personality it's just the way that it is isn't it yeah which is i get sad. that which not to always... put people off from trying their hardest and to study yeah. because obviously that part is very important what, <laughs> what i'm like trying to say is those people who you could clearly see were gonna work in the industry and like like there was a couple of us that you could sort of see from the offset we're going to work in the industry kieran begley being one of them shout out to oh, kieran definitely connor patrick Amazing being one of actor. them kelsey wilson yeah. you like those are the peoples that i could see actually working in the industry and i know somebody's going to be from college yeah. and be like why didn't you say me i just can't remember your fucking name okay i'm not going through the full fucking <laughs> list <laughs> well that's rude <laughs> but no i do know who they are but i'm not going to go through our fucking college list i remember you all guys i remember you. i do remember everyone but i'm not gonna go through fucking the list of people in our college and be like yep definitely can see her working in the industry him not got a chance in hell like there were certain people that you could see that were definitely going to go on in the industry and were dedicated yeah people who had a passion for it 100 people that tried their hardest so that like sort of moves me on what were your favorite shows and standout moments from college? Oh, well, without a doubt, I think, oh gosh, I can't decide between Stoning Mary or Midsummer Night's Dream. I think I'm going to go with Midsummer Night's Dream because I just, honestly, I loved my character. I loved the people who I was working with. Uh, and I loved the whole Shakespeare unit. And secondly, I think Stoning Mary. Uh, because I loved the play and I just I felt like the play came together so well and it was such important yeah. issues that were brought I'm... to light it was also a very difficult play to learn yeah. like I don't know if any any viewers have uh, read the play or seen it but it's basically it because it's written in... within a rhythm and everything yeah. has to be said like you can't skip a line Megan was on the podcast not long ago and we were talking yeah. about her issues because her partner necessarily didn't learn his lines. Um, yes. Not calling anyone out. I, um, I worked with Megan doing Stoning Mary. So, yeah, when your partner didn't learn the line, you were absolutely screwed. Yeah. And, like, a lot of my lines were just, like, he said it. Yeah. You were very it. much, like, said. inputting into the conversation. So that yeah. it, if if he missed a line... Subconscious. Yeah. If... If he missed a line, then you were meant to say, "Oh, he said that." Oh fuck, yeah. he's that. But if he you didn't say, say that, that line, because yeah. it now doesn't make you sense. You just have to improvise. Oh, he was thinking. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm the same. Number one, 
um, Macbeth for obvious reasons yeah. and getting to play a main part and leading a company and being like the leading man great loved it mm-hmm. want to do it again straight away um I don't really have a second favorite because like they all sort of land together after that yeah. that sort of thing yeah but yeah they all sort of land together for me so standout moments from like college but I've already mentioned the video of Annie knocking my <sighs> mouth off Oh, I don't know. There's so many. I think maybe my favourite kind of uh, lesson was in second year when we had to do emotional recall and everyone got given like really, really difficult monologues. I remember that so much. Uh, and I had just came back. Like I'd just been offered a place back in college. So I had to prove myself. So I got given. Yeah. It was like so a 16... I know we spoke about it just briefly, but let's just like go into a bit more context about it. So at the end of our NQ year, the way that it works is you do your NC. So NQ, NC, I can't remember which one it is. And then the HND is a two-year program. So you can do the HND and then you can leave. Not the HND, the NC, and then you can leave. So they sort of look at the class and think, okay, are these people ready to progress onto the HNC and HND because you sort of tied in for the two years? Like, you can still leave, but, like, it's expected that you're going to stay for the two years. So at the end of uh, NQ, our first year, Annie gets told that there's a possibility that she just isn't going to progress. Like, she's just not up to scratch because she's a little twat. Um, yeah. <laughs> so then we came back and Annie had been in and gave a very good presentation and it made a case as to why she should stay. I'm so happy she did stay. And then we come back and we're given these monologues for the first thing, which are like all very traumatic monologues. And you have to recall an emotion and put it into the performance. If you've been to drama school, you'll know what it is. So mm-hmm. Annie was given this monologue and I'll let you talk more about like the challenges that you had with it. Yeah, so for a start, uh, the lecturer, Leah, <laughs> she was... Shout out to Leah. Yeah, she was absolutely pissing herself because she had told me a few weeks, like, I know what I'm going to do. I know what monologue I'm going to give Leah you. Leah was it's so good long. for things like that. She just yeah, so all I the was time. like, oh, God. And it, I think it was like, it was definitely around like 12 pages, but like double-sided. Yeah. So like, obviously, when you read a play, it's a book. So yeah, 12 pages long. Uh, I mean... The monologue like 12 pages was... of A4 paper that had two pages of a book on each yeah. piece of paper. Yeah. Getting really into the and complexities you know what? of it here. You know what? I worked my arse off. It, you killed I it, bitch. It. Yeah, I did. I learned it. Uh, I think I had a page I and think... a half and was struggling. Yeah. So I think learning that and performing that was one of like my favourite moments in college just because I was proud of myself, but also I thought that everyone's monologues that day were like, really really good and it was like the first time and what stands out to me is like kieran he i think he was doing a soldier's monologue or something like that and he did it so well and it was like the first time i like looked at the class and like everyone was okay no one was really like nervous everyone just went for it and it was the first time i thought oh my god like everyone should be so proud of themselves like look how far we've came like last year no one would volunteer to like get up and perform and hardly anyone had learned their lines but like this was the first time i was like oh my god yeah <laughs> um, you I, were all right i remember doing that that monologue i was a big slut that gave my my husband hiv 
Um, I actually oh, just looked at that because I'm currently, by the time this episode airs, I will have sent off my audition for the RCS. But I was actually, Ooh. I was looking at that monologue the other night and being like, is You're this You're paying option? again. We're paying again. And Lord. So it's a good time to talk about it. Um, I, I've had my reservations. I'm currently in the middle of filming my audition video. Um, and uh, like obviously it costs money to audition for the RCS um, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm sort of now sitting thinking and being like should I wait another year just so you know like because I don't feel like by come September I don't think COVID's going to have fucked off and I feel like no definitely but you know what the the more times you audition the more yeah. times they recognize you and they'll I don't have that many 80 pounds though love <laughs> well, if you want it bad enough, you'll find a way to oh, get no, it. Oh no, 100%, 100%. We're, we're, we're here and we're doing it, but it, it's sort exactly. of like do I do I want to do I want to do drama school? Especially like could you like let's just let's just take ourselves into fantasy land for a moment and imagine that I actually got accepted into the RCS. Like uh-huh. I, I think it would be kind of shite doing it from home. No, 100%. I think that's where the accent I like honestly my heart goes out to everyone right now who's actually yeah, me too. doing any studying anything in university college but especially people that are doing like performing arts yeah, like drama can't perform and like home. music and things because like how are you supposed to create like a group element and meet people yeah. and just some of the characters? best things that we've done in college had to be like it had to be together. all together but also if anyone from learn. the RCS is listening um don't listen to me i'm talking shite please let me in yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah please let, let me in, in. Let Lemon, in. so that I can have a rich and famous friend. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, like uh, I think one of my favorite moments from college with you would be there was one time we had to portray this. I can't remember what the fucking brief was for like the assignment, but we did this like um, it all. I always just remember it. We did this little short piece where we were a uh, boyfriend and girlfriend, and I was uh, domestically abusing you. It was a dem- it was emotional recall was again, emotional or like recall? emotional, yeah. But like it the was thing like is, one of we those. were all now really comfortable with each other, and it was like if we fuck it up, it's fine. So I would throw yeah. jokes out there that I was like, <laughs> I'm not sure if this is gonna work. Oh my um, god! So it was like there was one point I was dragging you out, and I was like, well, it is bin night. So let's take the rubbish yeah. out. Let's take the trash out. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be sick. Oh, oh, no, that was so good. I think everyone struggled at that point to keep a straight face. <laughs> I think the whole class was just going, bah! I think we both struggled as well to keep straight faces, but that was such a good moment for oh, me. That was one of that. Here's one of my favorite. I loved how far certain people would take things like you actual never knew what you were in for like some of the stuff that people did honestly i'd be sitting there like this is just so interesting i remember i am never ever gonna like meet such a wide variety of characters yeah uh unless unless goodness knows it's talking about that i think like obviously i'm up my own self i'm an acting student i think I was one of the first people to take it really far. Um, during our Scottish theatre, Scottish contemporary theatre, I can't remember what the, the unit's called, we were doing Victoria yeah. by David Gregg, and I was paired with Lauren Alexander, big shout out. Um, and we were the first sort of people that in that scene, he said, like, take your top off. So mm. me and Lauren sat down and Lauren was like, 
I'll do it. Like, I will mm-hmm. actually take my top off. Yeah. So, like, I think that was the first time somebody had taken something so far that we had literally followed the stage directions. And uh-huh. whereas before that, I don't think anyone would have got their top off. But, like, towards the no, end, it was, like, it was like, oh, you're in, you're in Spain on a beach. And everyone's like, well, I'll just get down to my bra so I'm in a bikini. Yeah, literally. I think by the end, everyone was just so used to it. And also, we were also comfortable with each other. Yeah. Like I said this on the podcast with Megan, the amount of girls that I have, like, well, not even just girls, the amount of people from our college class that I've seen bollock naked. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. We're, we're coming to the end of the podcast now, but the one thing that we didn't quite get to do the last time you were on, because I hadn't thought about it yet, is we're going to play a little mm-hmm. game. Oh, goodness. And the game, for all of our viewers, listeners, I keep calling them viewers like it's a YouTube channel, but no, <laughs> listeners, uh, all of our listeners will be well familiar with this right now. The game is called Stage Right, or stage shite oh goodness so i am going to give you three theater stories completely crazy theater stories so it can be from directors drama school high school secondary school that sort of thing two of them are totally true one of them is stage shite it's it's shite so your job is to find out which one is the lie okay so number one my high school teacher made us do hairspray as our final year show we were an all-white high school, and when we questioned her about it, she said, I don't see colour, and then later suggested blackface. Safe to say the show was cancelled. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh. Number two, my director threw shoes at us at the end of the rehearsal if we had done a good job, because to quote him, we had soul. <laughs> and then number three, which is the final one, is my boyfriend came backstage before opening night to bring me flowers and caught me performing oral on my leading man. The excuse, it's just a play, did not work. Oh, oh my goodness. Spicy. Oh, I think the middle one is uh, stage shite. So is my director threw shoes at us? About the soul, I think that's shite. I think the other two have got the shock factor and they're going to be right. You're absolutely fucking right. Congratulations. I knew it. See, you guys, I just know. <laughs> Honestly, what I really should start doing is keeping a note of who gets it right and who gets it wrong. So then I can yes, be like, you're you the should. third person to like get it right. Because I know Megan was the <laughs> first person to get it right. Uh-huh, yes. So, me and Megan just know. <laughs> yeah, right straight on it. Also, I'd love somebody to throw a shoe at me and be like, you've got soul, baby. You've got soul. <laughs> So we've come to the end of the podcast now. We've we've got through it all. We've um we've spoke about all the shite that's happened walking around the space <laughs> in a oh god distance. So um we're at the end. So we're coming to the end now. We've got a little few things to go through. Um, if you've loved this podcast, please like scroll down a little bit and leave a little rating and review because it always helps me out and gets us higher up on the algorithm and gives me massive bragging rights. <laughs> uh, you can also submit your theatre stories for stage right or stage shy uh, by emailing me at dramaschooldropoutpod at gmail.com that's also in the little description down below um, and you always as it's not changed you can find me on social media all social medias at Ingram Noble where can they find you Annie? Uh, on Instagram my name's Annie Laurie Scobie if you just type that in you'll find or me. just <laughs> click on the tag in the drama school dropout post yeah. in the highlight section of my instagram so annie <laughs> thank you so much for coming and recording no another podcast thanks. this is like the thanks second for inviting time me hopefully <laughs> shite um 
but thank you for being the first guest on series two (laughs) and thank you everyone listening at home this is um i know it sounds stupid but doing this podcast and speaking to it it's gave me an excuse to actually get to sit down have great conversations with my friends and hopefully some professionals in the industry because who knows what's coming next and it's genuinely been a really nice distraction throughout like this whole shitey pandemic and uh, i hope that sort of sitting down and listening to me chat shite with some of my friends for like half an hour a week well it's let's say it's longer because i chat shit um but i genuinely hope it's been such a great like i hope it's been a distraction for you as well and i I hope you're enjoying it because i certainly am but as per usual i I, i've been ingram noble your drama school dropout and i've been talking to my friend and and now forgot to mention it complete thirst trap on instagram annie scoby (laughs) thank you bye bye see you again next week see you next week bye you won't be back on next week bitch. well i know but (laughs) see you later everyone Drama school dropout, no graduation day.